good to be back. Welcome to episode two of Two Player Split Screen. I host too many things. I almost forgot what we were doing. Uh, yeah, my name's Tyler Berry. As always, to my left, Blake Schultz. Blake, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you, man? Good, man. It's been a busy week, but I'm very excited to talk. Very excited to talk some games. So let's just get right into it. So last week we spent a way too long amount of time talking Nintendo, both the good and the bad. Lots of stuff with that. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to that at some point in a future episode. But we want to make sure we get people used to the actual structure of this show. So basically, the first segment we're always going to do, or at least for the very foreseeable future, is something that I like to call an amiibo update. Oh, man. That's pretty simple. So, Blake, what's been going on the past week with amiibos? What'd you get? How'd you get it? Who'd you have to kill to get it? Well, there's always... A large blood trail for my amiibo gathering. Sure. Uh, let's see. The last one I got, I think, was still Mega Man and Sonic, who okay. just showed up on my Amazon pre-order, which is always nice mm-hmm. <clears throat> when things go to plan. Unlike my Shulk amiibo, which is going to Chicago, and my right. second Shulk amiibo that I pre-ordered, because that popped up, that mm-hmm. second skew they were doing. And lasted for about three hours. Right. So I got on that. So that's some good luck after missing every other SKU for every collector thing Nintendo's been doing Mm -hmm. since January. Um, So that's exciting. So hopefully I'll end up having two Shulk Amiibos, which means maybe I can trade trade for a Rosalina down the road. Love it. Um, Outside of that, I mean, the only ones we're waiting on now are Meta Knight, King DDD. Mm -hmm. Technically, I'm still waiting on Shulk. Ike. Yeah, but you got uh, it in the bag. He's in the bag, yeah. They're all in the bag. They're all pre-ordered, but... I mean, every time I go to GameStop now, it's just they have no idea. The new rumors, they've pushed it back to March. Uh, so, yeah, I think now we're just playing the waiting game, unless I want to play the eBay game, which I don't no, want to do that at all. That's a game that leaves you broke. No one wins in no, that scenario. No one, Nobody no one wins. wins. Fuck you, scalpers. Please, right? just literally go die in a fire. They are the worst. How about you, man? How about oh, us? man, it was it was definitely an eventful week. I, I think I got an insane amount of eye rolls from my girlfriend because boxes just kept rolling up to the house but um let's see i think for the week i ended up with my japanese rosalina which i was able to snag for a pretty decent price off uh, amazon uk weird how i got a japanese whatever um i was able to also get my my toon link showed up from my amazon pre-order that i did back in December. My Mega Man just showed up last night from that same Amazon pre-order. Sheik from the same Amazon pre-order. And just this past Friday, I was able to go in and pick up my Shulk pre-order, which to the very second I walked in there, I was very nervous that for some reason something was going to go wrong and I wasn't going to get it. Well, those online GameStop pre-orders say closed next it to It scares the and- crap. Well, that one actually, <laughs> that one was pre-ordered in-store. I had the okay. wherewithal to do that like the day Smash and the Amiibos came out. Great. I pre-ordered him, I pre-ordered the Shulk Amiibo from day one. So that was, that was nice. But yeah, that's what's weird is like I'm still waiting on... Uh, as you are too, I'm waiting on my King DDD and my Ike Amiibos, and GameStop just has no idea when they're going to be in. And we did our orders online. Like, you were over, I remember yeah. we like you were over at the house, and we did them online. 
and now the the, the status just says closed next to him, right. which scares the shit out of me because I don't know what that means. I've dug into it a little bit. I've gotten two similar responses, so it's not a bad thing. So I called okay. their customer support because they also have store credit that I can't use until I get a card, which is another thing. But what they told me was all that means is that you basically can't make any changes to it. So it's happening. Oh, so, so I, I can't change my shipping or the, can't I can't change the shipping, store it's going to or anything like that. Which is okay. why my shulk is stuck in Chicago. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so that's fine. In this frozen tundra that is Chicago right now. Right. Yeah. So there's, yeah, that's not even an option anymore. Uh, and well, then, okay. That's, that makes me feel better about it. But yeah. still, I don't, I've heard some horror stories about GameStop employees and like, just not giving people their pre-orders because they want to hide them for themselves or something. Well, right. And I mean, with these things, there's always, like, every time we do it on Amazon, they're, like, I remember Mega Man, they were like, no shipping date yet, but hang on. But I'm looking online, and people are opening them up, and I'm like, so what's going on with mine then? Right. Like, where is it? Um, it's just, just very, a weird situation, man. The whole thing is just nonsense. But other nonsense now is this gold amiibo that's popped up that may I, apparently be a Walmart exclusive. Just can we just move on? I don't even want yep. to talk. Like that's nope, that's that's, a, that's another day. Let's, well, I think let's that perfectly summed up my day. attitude on that, mm-hmm. anyways. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's dive into it, man. Let's yeah, dude. Right um, yeah. So hopefully next week we'll have another update and we'll both have our DDDs and our Ikes. But yeah, we'll cross that, that bridge great, when we come I to really it. Really want DDD. I think he's going to be my. He's going to be awesome. He's I'd just, like to have him before Kirby on Friday, but you know, right? Because I'm going to be playing Kirby on Friday. You co-op. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. All right, man. Well, uh, let's just move right along and let's get into your topic. What did you want to talk about today? So basically today I wanted to talk about, because we've had a good amount of them in the last few weeks, the two games I'm playing right now are both remakes. Sure. Uh, The Resident Evil remake and Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. And I know also with like the launch windows for both of the uh, Xbox One and the PS4, Mm -hmm. and even the Wii U has, and the 3DS, which is going to strengthen my argument, we have had a lot of either HD remakes, remasterings, ground up remakes, or reboots lately. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about like which ones are working, which ones mm-hmm. aren't working, which ones are necessary, unnecessary. And can, like, so, I mean, to talk about the unnecessary ones, GTA V, The Last of Us, the Tomb Raider remaster, all three of them, I sort of just rolled my eyes because I had just played them the year before. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel a little bit like if this is going to be a trend, it's really their excuse to monetize not being backwards compatible. So I was curious, do you like... Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's a good point. You know what I mean? They're like, we don't have backwards compatibility anymore. Now, now we have an automatic guarantee to make an extra $100 right. million if we just pretty it up a little bit. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. My, my counter to that for the games like The Last of Us and... Especially The Last of Us, because that was a PlayStation 3 exclusive... Yeah. But even to a lesser extent, Grand Theft Auto, couldn't you say, couldn't you make the argument that it's beneficial to people whose first consoles are the Xbox One or the PS4 for these games to be remade for them? Like some, for one, some people aren't as old as us. Like some people weren't really like, they weren't around, like the Last con- console generation wasn't really relevant to people who were like, I don't know, maybe like nine or ten, eight, sure. eight, nine, ten. And now fast forward nine years, and these kids are like 18, 19, 20. Like, 
pr chances are this is the first time they can actually legally go buy a Grand Theft Auto game right. or even a Last of Us game, being that they're both mature games. Yeah. Like, it's it's not really that beneficial to guys like us who are hardcore gamers and have been able to buy these games for years because we bought them on the PS3 or right. you know, Grand Theft Auto on the Xbox 360, but I don't think they're really putting them out for us. I think they're putting yeah. them out for people who want them on this new console generation. Okay. So you think it's just for that console generation, or for kids who missed the game in general? So yeah, both. Yeah, okay. I think it's uh, I think Cause... it's beneficial because it's not like they're expecting to sell them to sell as well as they their original iterations did. Like right. I think I read somewhere where like the copies of Grand Theft Auto sold only like ten percent has ten percent of those copies sold are the. Uh, remastered versions. Interesting. That actually makes me feel a little bit better. But I would counter that with early on in any system's life, the 360, the Xbox One, the PS4, the PS3, all the way back to the N64, when right. the hardware is new and developers are kind of just getting the hang of it, wouldn't you say that it might be more beneficial for that same core audience that you were talking about, but also for us, if they waited even an extra two or three years and then redid it? So you're saying... Or if well, it's just for kids who are waiting to play the game, now they can pick up a PS... If they just want to play Tomb Raider, Last of Us, and GTA V, they can pick up a PS3 for a buck fifty in those yep. three games for 80 bucks, all three of them, and save themselves two, $300. Sure, but if you're a kid who's just hitting 18, 19, 20, and you're probably like... You're probably in the midst of your first, maybe your second job at this point. Wouldn't you want the newest, coolest, baddest toy on the market at that point? You don't want to, I don't, at least in my mentality, I, I would rather take that 200, uh, like 230 odd that I would spend on those three games and the PS3 and roll that into spending 460 plus tax yeah. on the brand new system plus one of those games in its most in its newest form yeah i guess like i, I can't it's, say i can't speak for everybody that's right. just like my opinion like from my standpoint viewpoint as a consumer that's what i would be most focused on because i feel like what it is and i could be wrong and i could be even just being a little bit like i think they're just out to make a profit which obviously they are sure they're a company that's what but businesses do that's what people do they like money it's great um but I sort of feel like it's so with each generation and even like selling them in stores, there's a lot of times where people come in, like even this holiday season, you're going to see Xbox 360s that are cheaper, PS3s that are cheaper. They're going to be trying to get them done. Right. The average time it takes to really jump onto a new system isn't until you get like the Xbox One Slim or the PS4 Slim. And that's a good point. So why not like wait for that iteration? And then you'll also have had a little bit more time to pass for us. And we'll, I'll be more incentivized to play Grand Theft Auto V in two, three years as opposed to eight months after I beat it. And then you're pushing a more well-run system right. at a time there's going to be a bigger library for it. I think right now when they're doing it, it's just to kind of almost kickstart a slow system launch because both the Xbox One and the PS4 weren't offering that much when that's it true. came out. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, though. Like, think back to... like. Think back to before these remasters, uh, reboots were a thing. Like think back to the N sixty four where we had two games at launch for like the first, I think maybe a hundred like days. ninety days yeah. or so. 
like I would rather have it the way it is now where I get a couple solid brand new games yeah. and then I get like a Grand Theft Auto or a Darks uh, a Dark Siders 2 which just got yeah. announced today. Like I'm I'm okay with that because it lets me and in the case of Dark Siders 2 which I never played, it gives me the opportunity to go back and play a game that I never took the time to discover on the last console generation and it just gives me something to fill the gaps in between the major title major brand new titles and ips that i'm gonna want to play definitely that is a good point especially Um, especially early on in a console generation it almost makes more sense to do it when there are less games when there's less market saturation as opposed to in two to three years when you've got hundreds of games to play on the system and especially with the amount of downloadable and indie titles that are coming out there's so much more out there and like a year from now there's just gonna be there's gonna be an insane amount of games to play that you're not really gonna need to fill any gaps in the market now do you think if we had backwards compatibility on both of these new systems we would still be seeing these hd remasters or do you think that would just be available access for the older games I don't think we'd be seeing as many previous generation yeah. like remasters, but I still think we'd be seeing things like uh, the remaster of Grim Fandango or the remaster, reboot, remaster, whatever, yeah. remake, remaster, whatever of uh, the first Resident Evil, which is awesome, right? And things which like is a that. Remaster of but a remake. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, you're you're right. I don't think we'd see a Dark Siders two. Or, or Last of Us, a Last GTA of Us, or a Grand Theft Auto, if there was full, full backwards compatibility, right. not the Xbox 360, the Xbox weird, weird download some of it, yeah, and yeah, all that, but whole nonsense. No, you're, you're, I, I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with that. Because but the problem is that's not even in the conversation anymore, and right. I don't think it ever will be with oh, any no, system ever again. Backwards compatibility is dead. It's done. It's all about. It's all about these remakes and, to a lesser extent, these streaming services, PlayStation Now. Right. But, yeah, but then also, um, segueing a little bit with something like Resident Evil, yeah. there are some games, after a good amount of time has passed, where you do kind of reawaken them. Resident Evil was one of the big ones. Yeah. They managed to take a game that had, like, FMV videos, which were terrible cutscenes, <laughs> terrible dialogue, awful... And those damn tank controls. There's awful tank controls. <sighs> There is no reason to ever play the PlayStation 1 Resident Evil again No, you have the GameCube one, which is amazing. Agreed. Because it's really challenging sometimes to show newer people, I think, like, here's, like, the roots of the game. Like, they're going to pick it up and be like, why am I playing as this triangle-faced person? It's not Silent Hill. I don't want a pyramid yeah. head. Yeah. Especially when it's pink and there's two black slits for eyes that look like dots lined up. You're right. But even like something like the new Majora's Mask remake that's come out, which is amazing, and it looks great. And the thing with that game too, is it feels like going home to an old town, and a few thi- like new stores have opened. Because okay. as soon as I started it, I was like, oh, I'll just run around Clock Tower where that first owl is. Why is the banker here for me to deposit things? Yeah, and it's almost like like versus something like Grand Theft Auto Five, replaying this after ten years, it's almost new and familiar mm-hmm. and fun and exciting. And brings in the old people. So I think there's a benefit 
to waiting a bit and really rebuilding yeah. it and giving it its foundation. All right, real quick, I wanna I wanna hit the pause button on this because you brought up Majora's Mask, and since we did bash Nintendo super hard for a while last week, I wanna give them a little credit where credit is due. So, can you give me just I don't know. 30 seconds on what you're loving about Majora's Mask so far, because I have not opened yeah. my copy yet. I got the limited edition, and I want to do an unboxing of it for our YouTube channel, so yeah. look for that probably sometime next week, guys. But just give me 30 seconds or even just, like, two or three highlights that you're, like, loving about the game uh, so far. I'm actually, I'm really loving the 3D, like, right off the bat. They really focused on making that, like, there's a lot of depth, and it's really fun to play that, and, like, gives you a really big sense of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, everything's super polished, so it's, like, everything. And it's almost a little bit, at first, I thought it was kind of a detriment. Like, the moon is much smoother. The Deku pipes, his instrument, yeah. are much, like, they're much more rounded, which almost makes it feel a little less creepy, just because everything doesn't feel broken and dirty mm -hmm. and breaking. But it's just it the presentation is so brilliant and the gameplay is so fluid and they fixed the like timer clocking down the days is infinitely better. It's actual like time now Interesting. and it breaks it up into the actual three days. Does it still? Time. Do you still feel that level of stress that you felt with the original? I like actually, that time crunch? What's really sad. So I must have beaten that game a hundred times. Halfway through the first temple, I was like, "Oh crap! It's the third day. I can slow down time." <laughs> oh wow buddy but i absolutely do especially okay. like you beat like the first temple and then you have to go like save the monkey and go get the uh mask of sense from the butler and then i really was like okay now i'm gonna use some time to explore mm -hmm. and run around and all of a sudden i was like oh it's the third day i need to either finish the 10 things that i've just opened up or give up on it mm -hmm. it's also this time the weight for of it is a lot sadder like you meet um the the Deku stuff is a good example. Like the poisonous swamp, I beat it, and everybody's all excited and happy. And in the back of my mind, I was like, "And now I'm going to play a song of time, and you're going to be right back to your terrible lives." Except this time, I'm not going to save your swamp. So even if I stop the moon from falling, there will still be poison here. Mm -hmm. And it's it's it almost feels that it's weirdly what makes the game so sad is that every good thing you do is defeated instantaneously. Wow. Because um, you go back in time, and yeah. it doesn't happen. All right. Um, last thing about that. The Ocarina remake or this? Or Majora's Mask? I mean, I like Majora's Mask more in general. Um, okay. I've, and I think this, too, for the same reason we were just talking about. Now mm -hmm. the 3DS is older. They can mm -hmm. play with a little bit better hardware on the new 3DS mm -hmm. and even on the 3DS XL. So I th it's, just, it's even a little bit more polished than that was and a little bit smoother. The 3D design is better. Uh, the graphics look sleeker. The controls feel better. Everything's just kind of, it feels just a little bit more polished. It really awesome. feels like if they had made an original 3D game, and then this would be the one where we're like, oh, man, they really figured it out. Wow, that's great. I'm stoked. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wait to play it until I can track down a new 3DS, which is turning out to be a little bit harder than I expected, but hopefully I'll be playing it within the which next week. It's funny to me that it's so hard to find when they just announced they only, they only sold is not a good number, but they sold 335,000 at the launch Dude, weekend. We which, just There's just not even a point in right. questioning their ship shipping habits. Right. Um, yeah, so let's go. I just want to take a quick pause and give, give some props to Majora's Mask because I know people are really loving it it's and it's so doing good. really well. And it still holds up, and it's just it's, it's like every aspect of that game... It's my second favorite game of all time. Yeah. Every aspect of it is just so good. And you can play it on like a really fun surface level and just mm -hmm. have a pretty good Zelda game. 
But if you really like get into it and like think about what you're doing, like it's dealing with some messed up themes. Yeah. And there is always that. It's a me- it's a it's a it's a sad. It's a dark game. Sad game. Right away, he murders a child and forces you to inherit his soul and turn into him. Yeah. And then the end of the game, well, spoilers. Yeah, no, really, yeah, no, 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 we're, really not, nice we're not spoiler casting yeah. over here. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just great. But back into like some of the remakes of right. So I feel like with things like that, Resident Evil, I wrote down a few others, Pokemon Leaf Green, Pokemon Ruby, yeah. or Alpha Ruby and Omega Sapphire that just came out. There are some times when they do it that it just feels like a whole new, like rich experience. And I almost just feel like they're like just doing the polished HD graphics almost feels like the lazy solution to recapture that same feeling. And it's kind of, it's a weird juxtaposition okay. for me where I'm like really excited about Majora's Mask and Resident Evil and for some reason I'm like, oh, I just... And it could just be that I just beat it. It could be the argument with Spider-Man that we had when The Amazing One came out and it had only been like five years. And I, I, could, see what you're, I could see what you're saying about that, but I don't know. It's just with a game like The Last of Us, for me, like that was... That might have been, with the exception of Uncharted 2, my favorite PlayStation 3 game. Yeah. So I was beyond excited to play it again on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Like, I know maybe that doesn't make that much sense, but it was just nice that I felt like I could throw down a few bucks and be able to play it on my brand new shiny system and not have to worry about digging out my PS3 from the closet and things yeah. like that. It was just... and. Maybe I'm being that typical, like, spin, spin, spin consumer in that way because it's not like it's hard for me to go to my closet and open my plastic bin and get my PlayStation 3 out and hook it up again. But at the same time, it's just nice that I know that I can play it on my new system and, like, just do whatever. Like, I just have all the benefits of my new system while playing a game that I loved so much on my old system. So that's just me. Like, I'm not, that's, I don't think that's a, that's, the only like if that's the only reason you're doing a remake that doesn't make sense but yeah i just think it's i just think it's more than that okay because yeah to me like for some for ones that have it's been like a year to a year and a half Mm -hmm. i really just kind of feel like they're just trying like they don't have a good way of making me buy this new system so they have to be like gta 5 is back and so is tomb raider and all the games you loved are here and i was like yeah but i guess we'll trade them in for 40 bucks which means they're not that old and the jump from the 360 to the Xbox One or the PS3 to the PS4 isn't quite the jump from the N64 to the GameCube. No, you're you're absolutely right. So to right. me, it was just like for a prettier upscaled version, shucking out an extra 60 bucks just didn't seem worth, worth it. it. Right. And then you look at... And it, the other weird thing I realized today with remakes and how we, we ask for them a lot. Like there's a lot of stuff that people are like, remake this, reboot Sunshine, this, remaster Super this. Mario yeah. Sunshine, oh, please. Super Mario Sunshine. Please remaster Mario Sunshine. I would love that. But it made me kind of laugh with uh, Majora's Mask coming out because we launched the 3DS with Ocarina of Time. Then Wind Waker HD really helped out the uh, Wii U. Yeah. And now we have Majora's Mask 3D with the new 3DS, which means that three, and correct me if I'm incorrect, three of the five, I believe, 3D full-fledged 3D Zelda games have now been remade. Because we had Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Majora's Mask, Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. No, you're right. That's interesting. I right? hadn't really thought of it. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that. That's interesting. Not a single one of the 2D ones. I would love an update of Oracle of Seasons and Ages. 
Yeah, that's wow. But before we do Those any more Zelda games. remakes, let's get the original one out. Let's first, get Zelda Wii U three out, out of baby. five remade is kind of a hefty number. Let's get Zelda Wii U. Um, out. Let's do that. I think going off of that a little bit too. Again, like it is funny to me that some of these remakes, like Metroid Zero Mission and Pokemon, both come to mind. Yeah. There's no need to ever play the original Metroid on the NES ever again if you can get Zero Mission. Ever again. I man, I know so many. I know so many like retro enthusiast enthusiasts that would just wholeheartedly disagree with that but as someone who like like i i was saying to you guys in uh in our uh in our company chat this morning like this afternoon like i'm trying to like track down all these all the old systems so that we can do a bunch of like streams and uh game captures and stuff and i'm just like man i just wish i could have every single one of these games or or some iteration of these games, like Zero Mission, on my newest system, so that I don't have to worry about this. Like I don't, I don't want to track down a set. I don't want to track down, or I don't want to hook up your Dreamcast so that we can right. play, uh, I don't know, Fantasy Star Online and figure out how the hell we're gonna game capture that with my Elgato. Like that doesn't. Right. I don't want to do that, but there we're gonna be, have to. And it would be awesome. I would love it. Like a. I'll get. I'll move on a little bit from this in a minute here. How long have we been talking? We're still good. Uh, yeah. You got like I don't know. A couple we, more. Give me. You're yeah. Fine. I believe. Like you. An, you yeah. You're, you're fine. You're good. Um, uh, but oh, uh, like I wish Nintendo would support their virtual console a bit more because it would be nice to just have everything. Like Absolutely. It, it's, and I remember when the Wii was announced, and me and my friend Dan were like. They're doing this virtual console thing. It's going to be amazing. You're going to turn on your Wii, and right away, you'll have every single game from the NES, SNES, and N64. And that was a thing that we believed in high school. <laughs> and that's never <laughs> even come. Like, it's, we're, what, three years into the Wii U, and we don't have one N64 game on that virtual console. We don't have one. It's crazy. And I want to get off of that really quickly. Yeah, but it yeah. would be nice. But no, you're absolutely uh, right. The preservation I, of old games is important. I, I would completely like to see agree. more downloadable things for that accessibility. Um, I wrote down a few, but if you could, I'm, I'm going to start with just an HD remaster. Okay. It, it, three games, HD remaster, not from the ground up. Take the old one and just polish it up. What would they be? No stipulations, like from, no. from this time Whenever to this you time? Want. It could be long wow. for all I care. Holy Jesus Christ. Um... Oh my God. It's a wow. fun topic. That's a... That's just really putting me on the spot. I know. Um, <laughs> I thought about texting you so you could prepare. But you, I really wish you had because this <laughs> makes me look super unprofessional. That it's fine. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, please, please, for the love so of God. So my three, not from the ground up, uh, which ponder that because that'll be next. Uh, Maximum Carnage from the Sega Genesis. Complete HD remastering of that. Yeah. Still 2D. That's interesting. Um. It's a weird one for me, but I love the game so very, very much. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, super polished mm-hmm. and super pretty. Uh, and Paper Mario on the N64. I want to I want to see it in HD. Really, I know it's simple that paper sounds, sprites, that would be but awesome. I want it to look as no. bright and vibrant and colorful as it can. That's great. I, I know my first one. It's uh, Super Mario RPG. Oh, man. I would kill oh, man. for a, just like a tiny little upscale on that. Just give me, give me that game on the Wii U, like, just, or um, no, I mean, give me that game on the 3DS for all I care. Just let me experience that again on a new system in 2015. That, that would, would be, be sick. Uh, second one, and I know 
when I say this, it's not going to sound right because they kind of did a version on Wii U, but I want a true GoldenEye yes. HD remake. I don't want the, the bullshit sequel? with... No, I don't want... No, I don't... <laughs> that's ridiculous. Just... That was... They, they spit in our faces by doing that instead of just giving us an like an upscaled remaster of that game. That game was amazing. And oh, I, yeah. I want to see that. I want to play that again. But I want to play it with not shitty controls. Do you, were you, I think you were over a few months back when we tried to play that at my house. And it just, it went terribly. You, you almost can't do it. It, it's it, went, it went Metroid bad. Metroid argument again. If they gave me an upscale remake of GoldenEye with dual analog controls, there's no reason to ever go back and play GoldenEye again. You're going to... I don't even know if you're going to remember this because it was so obscure and I only played it a couple times. But my third one would be... Do you remember Mega Man Soccer? I do! Yes! Holy crap, Mega Man Soccer! How about... Yes! How about an upscaled 2D... (laughs) Like, just another Mega... It doesn't even have to be a full remake. Just another... Like, just... You could do it, sell it to me for... $14.99 Fourteen ninety nine on the virtual console. Mega Man Soccer was addictive. It was so fun. It was addictive and weird and great. And I bet I bet people who are younger than twenty, if any of them are listening to this, they've probably never even heard that that game existed because I didn't know it existed until I think I was like fifteen and I discovered it and I was like, "There's a Mega Man Soccer game. I want to play the oh yeah, it was crap awesome. out of this. It was yeah, amazing. It was awesome. I would make but, yeah. the argument that after we get Mighty Number no. Nine. We should get a mighty number nine soccer game and just revitalize every aspect of Mega Man we can through that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, just let's make give that me happen. give me oh give me a blue robot sliding into slide tackles and just kicking a <laughs> soccer ball. That's what I want. So yeah, those are my three. I'm sure I've got thousands more, but those are the Was three. Was there ever a soccer man bad guy in Mega Man? I don't throughout the games. I I don't I don't think so. I don't think I don't think there was ever any sports. Ones if there would have been, I feel like it would have been in like one of the Mega Man X games. Maybe. I don't know. I should play through those again. They were also good. That's Anyways, a great. That was a great question, man. Right. So the next one's gonna be. I, I'll go first again because I I know mine. Okay. Um, so like this is f- so we're talking ground up major the like the Tomb Raider and Mortal Kombat of that series or the Majora's Mask. Oh, and so that not kind of time. So not even a. It can be a straight remake oh, from okay. the ground up or like a fresh reboot because I have okay. one that's a fresh reboot that's kind of cheating. It's like a special mention. Get on it. Um, for Eternal Darkness, right off the bat, Ooh, from yes. the ground up, yep. make it super pretty, make it super creepy. That game was amazing, and every time I think about it, I'm just like, why didn't we get mm-hmm. the other two? Why did two human have to exist? And ruin that plan for everybody. Why couldn't they have just gone through with it in general? My second one is my personal all-time favorite game of Metroid Prime. Rebuild it from the ground up. It's almost blasphemous because I still love how that game is played, but I would love to play it with dual analogs. Me too. None of the motion control nonsense in the Metroid Prime trilogy. So bad I want to play uh, with anal- uh, with uh, uh, yeah, dual. Just let yeah. me play with the pro controller. Make it look <sighs> super pretty. And then I'm good. And yeah. then I'm happy. I'm with you. Uh, I also would really like a, um, a Mortal Kombat-esque SNK Fighters reboot wow. from the ground oh, up. Oh, man. That's interesting. Yeah, I would love that. I would love... That's really interesting. Love anything like that. And my special mention, because I've been, it's been on my mind a bit since Sonic Boom is the worst-selling Sonic game <sighs> of all time. Just give that game to series to anybody else, yeah. anyone else, mm-hmm. and give me some awesome reboot. 
they can go like down the Archie comics route and make it campy and weird and dumb. Yeah. Throw in, oh, I already forgot his name, but the Princess Sally, the weird knight guy. Mm-hmm. Get like I loved all the stuff with Shadow, so we can get deeper into that without being the Shadow game. But Ugh. like, just give me, just bring back Sonic Heroes even or Sonic Adventure. I just don't want that series to die. So I want like I'm with that one more like just. Let's try it let's one give us more one, time. one last hurrah, and let's yeah. see if we can get something done. Yeah. And then I'll give up. If the next yeah. one is terrible, I'll, 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 count, I'll just go play Sonic 2 again. I hear you. All right. Um, man, where do I start? I feel like I know one of yours. Mm. And if it's not on there, I'm, I'm going to actually I don't know if you do. Things. Well, one that comes to mind, and it's just because I never liked a game from this series, but I always wanted to love them, was Turok. Ooh. I would love to see a Tomb Raider like this this new Tomb Raider like take that like take the genre like take the game flip it on its head make a completely new origin story or what, whatever like a completely new basis for the story and throw something like that into a Turok game because I want to shoot the shit out of some dinosaurs yeah. in the face but I don't want it to be choppy and terrible and not work half the time and me die every four seconds. I mean, Turok was always really close to being up there with, like, Doom and Quake back, it in, like, was, it back it in those days. It was so days. close. It was, it was so close to being You always wanted good. it to be because every time, at least when I played Doom or Quake, I'd be like, this would be a lot more fun if I was also, like, yep. in Jurassic Park. And yep. then my dad was like, we should get Turok. It looks kind of like these games, but with dinosaurs. And, and then Redneck was, Rampage yeah. ended up being a better game than Turok. I forgot all about that game <laughs> i got my second have. i got my second one and i didn't even think of it until now Is it but it's a guilt no but it's a <laughs> it's a super guilty pleasure of mine and i know a lot of people hated this game when it came out brute force yes i was actually thinking about brute force when i was writing down options oh for yeah this today i part of dude like, i brute dude force that was that Weirdly enough, for some reason, did they do a bundle with the Xbox? Because that was the first game that I had with my Xbox, and I don't remember I thought, why I think it was. It was a launch window. It, oh, game. it was a launch. You know what? It was a launch window game, and I didn't get my Xbox until a year later. Okay. And it was already. It was like I think it was like twenty five bucks Got or something at games it. at EB games. Because that game had the play. very unfortunate thing of being the first, or maybe not the first. I could be mistaken, but one of the first first person shooters to come out on the Xbox. I believe it was post the first. Halo. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody was like, well, this isn't Halo. Fuck this game. And then we got rid of it. Yeah. The, but I always had fun with it, man. I thought it was fun. It's I thought not the, a bad I thought the game. characters were hilarious and entertaining. Like, I, I would love to see a, a new Brute Force. I really hope I, your third new... one now is uh, Blinks the Time Sweeper, and we end up being like, let's just bring back all of the old school Xbox games that we forgot about. Dude, I, I was a big fan of Blinks. No, my guys. third one is Crash. Crash Bandicoot, oh. man. Come on, like oh, the only Sony. Well, no, that's not true because I like Ratchet and Clank games. But the major Sony platformer that like I adored when I was a kid, yeah. man. Like it was great. Like, I didn't like it as much as Mario, but I certainly loved it when I had my PS One and my PS Two. Amazing. Those were fun games. Those were really. I'm like be down for that. It and just, a new Jack and Daxter would be nice too. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that would topic. be. Yeah, that would be cool. But they they've had Jack and Daxter's. More, Jack and Daxter's more recently than Crash games. That's true. That's but very yeah, true. I would love to see a new Crash Bandicoot. And this is another. This is another like, like I've got so many that I could think of. But those are just like three of the ones that like I loved when I was a kid, and I would love to see a new iteration of 
in, in one way or another. Whether it's a downloadable title or a full sixty dollars yeah. retail game, like I don't care. Just give me, <clears throat> give me brute force, give me crash, and give me Turok, please. Oh man, I thought you were gonna go the sunshine route. I was waiting for Mario Sunshine to be. Uh, on there. you know that was too easy because I already mentioned it it's earlier. True. But yeah, but yeah, that's definitely. But up I think there. those are better choices. If I'm being honest, those are better. Yeah. I think I'd rather have any of those than a, yeah. as much as I would love a Mario Sunshine HD remaster. But it's still so good on the GameCube. Right. That, it still like, works just fine, and I'd rather have an original Mario game before we go down the Zelda route and we've remade every single 3D Mario game yeah. before getting a new one. Um, I right. think that about wraps that me up. that pretty much up? That wraps pretty me up. It. Cool, man. That was a good topic. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm sure that's one we'll come back to at some point also because oh, yeah. it's such an ongoing thing, especially since Darksiders 2 just got announced yes. today. But right now, I want to go to uh, our second... I would say regular segment that we're going to do on this show. And I want to bring in my co-host from the 51 yard line. If you guys are into sports and you listen to that, that's our sports podcast that we do twice a week. My co-host, Matt Kanopka. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Thanks for coming on. What's yeah, uh No problem. Just been gotta, uh, you... sitting in the shadows watching you. Well, nice. that hasn't been creepy or anything. So I know what you want to talk about, but do you have do you have a name for this segment, or do you have something that you're calling this, or what's uh? uh I I don't really have a name for it yet. That doesn't sound absolutely ridiculous to me. So All right, well, for for now, we'll go with the working title of Mister Obscuro. Okay, I kind of. Love. I really like that actually. So I, if I you can love it, we can that. stick with it. And it sounds like a man who would watch us from the shadows. So yes, it does. That was half the point. There we yeah, go. I can definitely get on board with that. All right, man. So what's uh what's this segment all about? All right, uh, well, first off, I just want to give props to the uh, Turok comment. Definitely a game that totally disappointed me when I was younger. Could have been way better. Oh, shit, yeah. And uh, I also want to throw my hat into that ring and say reboot of Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I'm down. One of my favorite games of all time. To be fair, we did have a remaster of that on the Xbox. That's true. We did, but... And it was still fun. And it was great. True enough. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so basically, uh, what I would like to do in this segment once a week is I'm just going to uh, bring up a more obscure game that's either got a Kickstarter fund going or just something kind of under the radar you guys might not have heard of, and give it a little shout out, especially for the Kickstarter. You know, hopefully we can kind of help raise some funds for these games that look a little more interesting. Uh, so the first one I would like to talk about today is uh, Night Cry by Playism Games. Uh, it is created by, uh, I believe his name is Hifumi Kono, uh, who did the Clock Tower series, uh, as well as Takashi Shimizu, who some of you might know is the director of the original Grudge. Uh, so what they're doing here is they're trying to get this game going. It's a survival horror game for PS4 and Xbox One intentionally. Uh, basic premise from what I can tell is... Uh, you follow a girl named Monica who's been invited to this cruise ship and well there's some shit goes down and uh, this immortal killer known as I think it's Mr. Scissors Hands <laughs> uh, shows up and <laughs> what, what struck me most about this game is just how friggin creepy this character looks I mean it's kind of like uh Kind of like a version of Pyramid Head from Silent Hill, only he has giant scissors that he's chasing you with. <laughs> uh, very, Love it already. Yeah, very terrifying. Uh, the game's kind of done in a obviously purely like Japanese horror type style. Um, 
And yeah, what it seems like you're doing is it's a, a point-and-click game where you're kind of walking around this cruise ship, uh, happening across dead bodies, finding clues, and you can't actually fight back against this killer scissor hand, so... You know, it's uh, akin to Alien Isolation and Outlast games like that, where you're actually uh, running and trying to hide mm -hmm. while this thing's stalking you throughout the ship. And it just looked like a lot of fun. I mean, uh, there there's one kill I watched on their gameplay trailer today where mm -hmm. uh, the main character, Monica, hides inside of a dryer, and then... It, you you know you you can see the killer standing outside and you think that he's not gonna find her and then he does and instead of like pulling her out or what you would expect he just turns the dryer on yes that's what <laughs> I was hoping as soon as you awesome. said that I was like please tell me somebody just turns <laughs> on the dryer right just turns the dryer on and kills her that way so it it looks like a very inventive game definitely check it out uh, very creepy and uh, before I get into the specifics of the Kickstarter I just want to ask you guys I mean does this sound something like you think you'd be interested in or that oh yeah i mean it's it's survival horror that's actually horror so i it sounds right. great it actually <laughs> sounds scary and creepy and graphic and you may have brought this up and maybe i, I didn't hear you sure uh it's a point and click adventure right it is yes so i'm dude, i'm 100 in and like, <laughs> I, i'm right there with blake man like dude i'm so into the excuse me the point and click adventure games right now like Things like Game of Thrones, like all the Telltale games, and even this new game, Life is Strange. If you haven't checked that out, yo, go check that out. That first episode was super compelling, super interesting, super right, awesome. Right. And yeah. it runs in a thousand times better than any Telltale game does. But back to this. No, dude, like this looks dope. Like a, a point-and-click adventure survival horror game, that sounds awesome. Like I'm looking at – like I didn't get a chance to look at the gameplay trailer that you sent us. Okay. But dude, just the snap, like just the screenshots that I'm seeing, look super cool, super interesting. Right, and even uh, even uh, the the promo poster for it looks amazing. It's uh, yeah. it's this kind of like blue tinted shot of the main character's face, and beneath her chin is the cruise ship that you're on but completely colored red, so it looks like a thing of lipstick. Yeah. And then, it. like, beneath that, I I don't remember the part beneath that. It's kind of like Bloody Water, The Killer, or something. But either way, it looks kind of terrifying and awesome. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. A lot uh, of this concept art and stuff, it just looks so it cool. It sounds like, really good. It sounds really interesting, and I I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to probably, like, close once we close this down and and get off the mic i'm probably gonna just go ahead and subscribe uh just kickstart it because this yeah. looks dope and yeah. i'm really it looks really exciting i might not i might have not just played one but i've never played a survival horror point and click neither game. have the I. closest i can think is that uh was it called hotel dusk on the ds oh yeah i never played that um it was really good was it it was a really good game uh but my point is i'm really mm. curious to see how they build tension and build to the fears with a point and click i feel well. like it really it really invites you as the player i think like to you know the scary part in a lot of horror movies or horror things is you don't see what it is you don't know what's behind the door and you're always like don't open the door don't do that this is you now being like i shouldn't open the door but i need to open the door right like, well well I saw, I saw one thing uh during the gameplay trailer going along with that that could emphasize what you're saying and really increase the tension or it could turn out to be a major flaw. Uh, basically, uh, what I was seeing is, you know, the, the point and click is great. However, there's one aspect where in order to run, from what I can understand, 
you click once to go at kind of like a walking pace, uh-huh. twice to jog, and three to run as fast as you can. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> and, and what I could tell from that, and you can also look behind you too as you're running, so the camera mm-hmm. will tilt behind you and go yeah. back forward. So the only <laughs> thing I, I think could be a flaw here is if this thing's chasing you, you got to make sure you're clicking the right amount of time. I, you know, it just looked kind of difficult to run away I, at the I'm right pace. I'm picturing it for some reason. It's on, it's on PC, right? It's only on PC. There's no it, Yeah, what, they're trying to do stretch right. goals to get it on the new consoles, but okay. right exactly. now it's only on PC. Because uh, I'm, I'm just picturing clicking with the DS because that's where yeah. I do a lot of my point-and-click games anyways. But I could just see myself smashing to go really fast, and I think that would be fun and terrifying. Oh, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I love that idea. And the fact that you can look behind you, too, and see this giant... Pyramid head thing with scissors chasing after you. It's like, like Edward Scissors hands and Pyramid's head's love child. Oh yeah, and I've seen a shot where he kills her with the scissors. It's incredibly brutally like reason. cuts her in half with them. I mean, it just ugh, awful stuff. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it looks like a really great game. Uh, sadly, there's only five days left to go on the Kickstarter. Uh, this was pretty under my radar until recently. Uh, right now they have uh, about 214,000 of the 300,000 goal, which Tyler and I were looking at it last night. And yeah, I think I that's just, actually jumped up quite yo, a it bit. It was in like 166 last night, like wow. not even 24 hours ago when we were looking at it. So that's dope. I think if it does that the next couple nights, it'll make it. Like so. Yeah. So so anyone listening, you know, go out there, tell your friends, uh, donate if you can. You know, just it could potentially actually reach the goal, and we could get this game. Uh, and, you know, as Kickstarter does, there's all kinds of rewards for how much you contribute. And uh, there's a couple standard ones, you know, like $5. You get a mention on the website, I think, or, you know, a special thanks in the credits. Uh, one that I did think was pretty interesting, though, I doubt most of us have money for this, seeing as how we're all spending money on video games instead. Huh. But I did see one, I want to say it was for something like a grand but for a grand, you can be a dead body in the game. <laughs> yes. Which which seemed pretty fun to me. Um, yeah, anyway, that's it. Uh, go out there, contribute. Again, that's Nightcry at Kickstarter. So uh, we back up that last goal a little bit. They'll sure. animate you to be in the game? or are oh, they doing I got more? it right here. It's $2,500, and, uh, we'll, and they will use a picture of your face to turn you into an NPC, a non-playable character in the game. It says... But survival won't be guaranteed. Oh, right. that's great. That's pretty friggin' awesome, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, definitely. I wish I had $2,500 to uh, frivolously throw away on something like that. Absolutely. Right? So, so go there, check it out, see what other rewards there are for you. And again, I just want to add in a disclaimer. I have not been asked by this company to do this. It just looks awesome, and that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah, Matt will be on to do this. I would assume pretty much every week, as long as sure. you can find something that you want to Oh, we'll, discuss, we'll find so. something. <laughs> cool, man. I appreciate you bringing that to the table. That sounds awesome. Uh, I will definitely be checking it out, and I think everybody should, too. It, it looks really cool. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks again for having me, guys. Now oh. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, slink back into the shadows. <laughs> yes. All right, man. This is not creepy at all. Anyway. Sure, like the Homer Simpson to the bush, just walking backwards. Well, cool, man. I, I'm stoked about that. I'm stoked about uh, the topic you brought to the table, and I'm glad you went first because I wanted you to, wanted you to have the long topic because that that brought so much to the table that we could talk about. But well, what I wanted to get into, again, you know, we talked about Nintendo last week. We were we were pretty negative for the majority of the episode, yeah. and I had a topic that I was gonna bring in today, but 
you know, it just, it felt too negative again, and I don't want to come across as this host who, like, is bashing all things video games, because I love more things in video games than I than I do things that I hate, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Right. Like, video games are a huge part of my life. They're super important. So I wanted to, like, spend spend my portion of our second episode talking about, like, the positives in gaming. So basically what I wanted to do is pose to you a question, and then I'll give my my answer to the same question, which is... So 2014, I wouldn't call it the best year in gaming we've had no we had there were a lot of hiccups especially late in the year with like some broken video games spoilers that was going to be my topic was the year of the broken video game which last year kind of was but that being said we had a lot of fantastic games both triple a all the way down to like small indie downloadable titles so what i wanted to do is i wanted to pose you two questions first is what was your most anticipated game of 2014, 2014, excuse me, and did it live up to your hype, to the hype for it, or your personal hype for it? Yeah. And then the second part of that question is, what is your most anticipated game of 2015 and why? Awesome. So I think there's so many games I want to talk about on that, so I made a, I made a short list. Um, yeah, and you can do multiple titles, just... just we don't have I mean, all we'll, night. Don't, right. we'll don't do, write a novel. But we'll yeah. dig into the big one. Uh, my most anticipated game was Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. And I guess it was this exact same thing on the 3DS. So it was kind of both of them in congruence. But the Wii U over it. And oh my god, did that thing live up to its hype. I mean, just the, the hype train for it alone, waiting for E3 or Nintendo Directs or other events, and each one having this relatively awesome trailer for a new character each one having like a different animation style like you had little max like graphic novel comic book kind of jumping thing you had uh captain falcon and lucina and robin's like anime showdown you had pit and link battling out to announce Paulatina. yeah mega man sonic coming back and everything just had this awesome... And they're all on the game, too, which is amazing. There's a section where they're just like, watch all the amazing videos we mm-hmm. made for all of these characters. Um, the hype for that was huge. And they did the, they launched Amiibos next to it. They did the GameCube adapter. The GameCube controller came back. They gave you everything that you wanted from that game, except for a good stock of certain peripherals with it. I was going to um, say, <laughs> I was gonna say is, it, is it's one knock the GameCube adapter fiasco? I finally played with it for the first time, and yeah. I've always, for whatever reason on Smash, like, I know, like, that it's their fight stick, right? It's, yeah. It's, you don't need it, but if you're, like, the arcade guy, that's how you play Super Smash Brothers. Well, the, the pros GameCube play with... Controller. Yeah, the pros play with the GameCube controller. Right, that's exactly. just a well-known fact that yeah. the major, the, bi- the big guys in Smash Brothers, they prefer that over any yeah. Wii peripheral. Right. Which is um, which is fine. I love that controller it's to death. It's my amazing. My favorite controller that they've made. Anyone's. Oh, made. definitely. Not just Nintendo. Anybody's made. Um, and yeah. So I. I but I, for whatever reason, with Smash Brothers, there's always some weird part of me that's like, I'm gonna play this with the controller that the system was made for. I don't know. It's, I get that. I do the same thing with game difficulties. If there's a difficulty that's like the game designers developed the game with this difficulty in mind, that's what I have to play through on. No, it's just something I do. That, no, that makes um, sense to me. So I, fi- I finally got a chance because I couldn't find the GameCube adapter still. I think GameStop today just put it up for 55 bucks, 
which is still insane because it launched at 20. I assumed that Nintendo just took their mold for it and just burned it in a fire and that they're never making another one. I think that's exactly what happened. I oh, think they made them and they, I imagine like an intern tripped and cracked it and they were like, well, that's that. And then that intern <laughs> went and worked for Sony and then let uh, The Last Guardian trademark oh. go up. Uh, never mind. That's a bad <laughs> joke. Anyway, go on. And then he also broke Assassin's Creed. I want one intern that's just breaking all of the things in gaming from last year. I, hey, man. Um, but Super Smash 100%, that game lived up to the hype. They took everything from Brawl that you were kind of annoyed by mm-hmm. and fixed it. They balanced it so well. And then even some of the misbalances, I think, Little helped Mac, the game. Diddy yeah. Kong. Right. Like, I think, like, Kotaku just ran an article about this where they were like, it's unbalanced, but, like, what do you want? Do you want everybody to be Ken in Street Fighter? No, sometimes I want somebody to pick Ganondorf and watch him smash me across the hall, and then when he thinks he can do it again, I dodge it and blow him up with something else. Part of that game is chaos. Yeah. You can have Mother Brain, six legendary Pokemon, and somebody with amazing strength running around while comets fall from the sky. There's there's a deep fighting game underneath it, but it was built originally as this party game, so obviously that's going to be there. Of course. Um, But it looks amazing. There's so much to do. I still can't stop playing it, and I've picked up other games since then, and I just, every day, today I was like, I'm going to play a little Resident Evil, or yeah, I could play Smash. You're, um, a, you're an insane person. You're an insane so human I think being. I love Smash, but you're an insane human being. I think I got every single trophy in Melee twice, because <laughs> my memory card got formatted. So, like a sensible 12-year-old boy, I did it all again. My silence is me scolding him for being a crazy person. Hey, man. Do what you gotta do. Uh, but that's mine. There's Super Smash Brothers. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Do you, wanna, do you wanna do your 2015, or do you want me to do my 2014? I and think then do we'll your do... 2014 okay. first. I'm with that. Um, so my 2014 most anticipated game of the year was Sunset Overdrive. Yes. Sunset Overdrive... I believe, was the first time they showed it at the Xbox launch event, or yeah. was it at E3? It was at the Xbox launch event, right? Yeah, it was announced at the I launch remember, event, and I the remember, first was E3. I remember sitting down on my 360 and opening up that Xbox, whatever they call it, the Xbox Media or Xbox Live Event app or whatever yeah. that they had, and watching that event, and it was, I think it was one of the last games that they showed, and it just, that Insomniac Games logo came up, and I was just like, holy shit, whatever this is, I don't care. It's the first time Insomniac has done an Xbox exclusive. I'm so excited. And what a great trailer, right? Oh, they what an amazing trailer. Through. My favorite is somebody's like cover mechanic, right? It's so <laughs> great. It's so it was so tongue in cheek. It was such a great art style. I love that like cartoony without being like completely cartoony Why art style. Why those guys haven't made me a Deadpool game is beyond me cuz that's all I, I could think of when I was watching that yeah. guy talk was this is how Deadpool acts. Oh, absolutely. Like, I I was so stoked after I finished watching that trailer. I went back and watched it again and probably 25 more times before I ever had that game in my hands. It sold me on the Xbox One, man. Like, Yeah. Like, I wasn't 100% sure that I was going to buy it. Like, I knew I was going to get the PS4 whether I was able to get it at launch or a couple months later, but I wasn't sure about the Xbox because the only, like... The only game that I had really heard about that we knew was coming out sometime in that launch window, or quote-unquote knew, 
like I guess we really didn't know anything certain before uh, that event, but like we knew Dead Rising Three was going to come out. Yep. And I'm down with Dead Rising. Like I like those games, but it doesn't sell me on a console. It's never right. sold me on buying a console, and it never will. It's just I like zombies, but they're not they're not they're not my thing in that way. But yeah, this game Sunset Overdrive sold me, dude. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get that within the first. Let like 12 months of this console's life cycle hell yes like i am more than down for that i i love everything insomniac's done like i clearly they were gonna do like this crazy weapon customization type thing and i love that like i'm all about stuff like that and i guess well i guess the second part of the question is did it live up to my hype it didn't in certain ways it did in certain ways in that, to me, it's the first great Xbox One exclusive. Like, I, I dug Dead Rising 3. Like, I played most of the way through it, but I don't know. It just it doesn't capture my attention. Like, zombie games don't really capture my attention, oh, except for with the exception of Dying Light. But oh, see, like, I, I, played, I bought my 360 and my Xbox One for Dead Rising exclusives. Yeah. I love that series. See, I just, I'm not into it as much. Like, I love this, I love this Dying Light, and... I was actually a huge fan of uh, Techland's other games, their, the Dead Rising series, but I, I've just... Uh, Dead Rising has always been fun, but it's never sold me on a console. But this, man, Sunset Overdrive, like, I would still consider it the first great Xbox exclusive. Definitely not Titanfall. Titanfall, to me, was a bit of a disappointment because I felt like they waited too long to add so many of the modes that people were calling for. Like, yeah. There, the the quote unquote campaign mode was just garbage to me. Right. It didn't make any sense. Like, how is campaign mode? It was just it, it's just five maps right. strung together with some like carcass of a story with, that they yeah. tried to put into it. And, and then, I like, liked Titanfall, but my I liked with it. it was like after two months, everybody was so much better than me that well, I didn't care anymore. And then after four months, everybody dropped off. Like, dude, so like the the player base on that is probably like half of what it oh, was yeah. when that game came out. And it just it doesn't make for a lot of fun anymore cuz yeah. the p- players that still play it are the super hardcore players that know the ins and, and outs of that game and it's not fun to play with those guys because I I I don't I don't I'm not going to only play that game. Like I don't yeah. even admittedly I don't even own that game anymore. Like no, I got rid I of my copy. Of but so to me that was actually kind of a disappointment but while I think Sunset Overdrive was the first great exclusive that we've had for Xbox One, it still didn't live up to my hype. Like, after a while, it just it started to feel repetitive to me. Yeah. Like, the combat felt repetitive. The, the traversal of the world was the same thing every time. Like, if I was going to get anywhere without getting my ass beat by a horde of zombies, like, yeah. I had to grind on... Uh, rails and steps and well, that, and I do this with a lot of and one my my weird thing with Sunset Overdrive was you're doing two things at once right you're focusing yeah. really hard because to start going it's, there's not a button to go really fast it's not hold B to grind you've got to constantly be aware of where can I jump where can I flip where can I bounce where can I go while you're also playing a shooter yeah you're doing two things at once that are both require a decent amount of attention that's true so i just kind of found myself and i really did like the game but i I didn't even i actually didn't even finish it but i did find myself just about like i just not being able to do both at once or if i could i would lose effort in it 
But you're also, like, for open world games in general with me, it's very much how am I getting around this city? So, like, a really good example is Spider-Man 2. If yeah. I'm getting around, I'm just web-slinging. And it's a blast, and it's fun. Or in uh, Grand Theft Auto, you're driving around, and it's fun. And there's yep. music, and Saints Row is the same thing. A poor example to me was Prototype, where it was kind of the same thing as this. I'm parkouring through the city, right? and it takes so much. It's a skill. It's not just like sit back and have fun and, wa- and go on this ride. It's like focus on getting around. Mm-hmm. Really hone in on it. Which is fine, but it, it takes me out of it a bit when I'm going across these it, giant It gets tedious. Maps. Yeah. It does get tedious after a while. Because that was really, with the exception of a couple like mission-specific like travel options like in that game, like the only way to get around is this grinding and yeah. jumping and like this parkour mixed with Tony Hawk-style right. like traversal. Which was cool for a while, but after about eight hours, I was just like, eh. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where I've seen it done better. Like, another good example that just comes to mind was Crackdown. I could just leap through that city by the end of it, and I loved it. And the progression to get better felt so fluid that I didn't mind when I couldn't leap as high. But yeah. in Sunset Overdrive, if you, like, miss one thing, you're stu- you're done. You're mm-hmm. just at a standstill until you get that speed back. And it's and it, it has such a weird structure to it too, where you're right. It it suffers from. I have the same opinion with the first Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, where they laid the base for something really cool. Like there's a lot, but like Assassin's, there were what three different types of missions in Assassin's yeah. Creed and Watch Dogs. There was probably five. And at Sunset Overdrive, it was like, do this, now come back, now protect me from this, now do this while all these guys are trying to attack you. Right. Now go back out and do the story thing. And I kind of just found myself being like, this is almost amazing. And that's what it is. It's This game was almost amazing. And I still, it's still, a, it's still one of the better games of last year. Like, I still would give it probably an 8 out of 10. Yeah. But it's just, it's not one that, in the time it came out in October, in mid-October, it wasn't enough to hold my attention when, like, we had so many games on the horizon in yeah. November. And... It's, it goes back to what I was saying earlier with just the the market is changing. Like, so many downloadable titles, so many interesting games to play. Even Like, I'm still, like, the Resogun DLC came out today. Yeah. And Resogun is a super fun game. And I'm going to forego playing more Dying Light this week to play through the Resogun DLC. Which, who does that? But that's just, like, ten years ago, you would never think that you'd play through right. a tiny DLC instead of like this epic like zombie open world sandbox game but that's just the way it is and i just don't feel like at the end of the day sunset overdrive to me came out at the wrong time it should have been a summer release it should have absolutely been a summer release what's actually really funny to me about sunset overdrive and it getting buried under so many other games yeah all of those other games almost ended up being broken so if sunset they were o- if sunset overdrive had probably waited either come out in summer or waited like a month it could have easily been the game like is assassin's creed broken play sunset overdrive yeah the problem with that is it would have had to come out in december and nothing fares well in december so it's almost like bring it out make it an august release yeah like make it right before destiny like that's why watch dogs was so successful it was a pretty good to average game that happened to come out yeah it came out in may i came out in may i played all the way through it 
and it filled a gap. There was nothing else there, and I think it Agreed. sold like what four million plus copies. Probably something like, like that. Like really high. It was it was solid. It was solid. But yeah. So at the end of the day, I still I don't get me wrong. I think that game is awesome. I think Insomniac did a fantastic job with Sunset Overdrive. It's just for me for shelling out five hundred dollars on opening day, like on release day for this system specifically basically for this game and to to another extent halo obviously yeah. i knew that was on the horizon but i sh- immediately i shelled out this system because i knew that i was going to be able to play sunset overdrive within the first year yeah and because of that i just i it didn't live up to my personal hype right so and that's just that. it it can be a really really good game that doesn't quite make it up to what you wanted it to be. exactly it, it happens it's still awesome yeah but uh okay so 2015 this year what is your most anticipated game or games i'll give you up to three up to three that's perfect uh i think my most anticipated game is mighty number nine Ooh. i think it i think i just love put a 2d side scroll in front of me and i'll play it for 120 hours i'll play it all day shovel knight shovel knight was on my list of things that absolutely lived up to my hype but it's smash is just oh sure i got you um but yeah, Mighty Number no. Nine. It's everything, right? It's 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 old school Mega Man, but it's like almost Mega Man X with like yep. it, it's Mega Man Six, really. It's the SNES one with the upped up graphics and mm-hmm. everything, which is a great game. And it's they're putting so much care and time into it, and it's it's exactly what Shovel Knight did. It's this spiritual successor to everything we grew up with, and it's paying homage to everything we grew up with, and at the same time, like paving a new road for it, right? And I want more of these games to be successful because I want more of them. Like, I would love it. Like, we've had Shovel Knight, which was a combination of everything. This is going to be, like, a combination of every Mega Man. I would die if the next Mighty Number no. 9 Shovel Knight game was basically my next Metroidvania. Like, that's, like, then I'm then I'm done. I, I really and, like this resurgence of, like, these young developers, these young kids who are, like, probably our age or yeah. maybe a little bit older that are, like, I don't like where the game in, games industry is going in terms of development. Yeah. Let's get back to what made games great and the reason that this game industry still actually is viable right. in 2015. You go back to Nintendo and Sonic. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, it just it looks everything I'm beyond excited it. for that oh game, dude. Oh my god, I'm so pumped. I just couldn't be more excited for right. it. And I also, it's one of those things too, and I mean, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but I'm like, I know it's going to live up to my hype. I know it's going to be exactly There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. And just, I'm not even that, I'm, I'm, I, I will admit that, like, I, I'm a self-proclaimed average 2D platformer player, like, I admit I struggled through Shovel Knight. Like to this day, Specter Knight for some reason just I I have to take two or three times to get down his movements and remember how to beat him. And he's only the third boss in the game. I'm not a great 2D platformer player, but I am beyond excited to play Mighty Number Nine. And I'm also really hoping in the in the back of my mind this 2D platformer trend is telling me that eventually what's going to happen is we'll get a an indie 3D platformer trend 
And in the next few years, it'll be... You mean kind of like an indie 3D, like, uh, like, like Super Mario, Mario World? Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. Bad Fur Day, Crash. Well, you heard that we're getting that... We're getting we're finally getting a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, right? I know. Yeah, I'm that's, so pumped. that's exciting. That's I'm exciting. so excited. Any... Just, I just want more platformers. That was back in the in the three. I want to get better at them era. again. I want to be like I was when I was a kid and actually decent at I platformers. I think one of my favorite things was the last time we played Mario 64 and I was doing Bowser's First Castle and some of the jumps I was doing, I just remember you going, oh, well, don't... But what if you... Okay, to be fair, <laughs> that analog stick is wonky as fuck. It is very wonky. I just thought it was fun. And it, I want those moments fun. back, Yeah, me though. too. Like, I want oh, no. Like, you watch when you play a platform every now and then you're like, don't do it. Oh, ah, my God, ah. you made it. Don't wall kick now. There's going to be a thing. And then everything's fine or yeah. they died. Either way, it's great. But, yeah, Mighty Number no. 9, that, hands That's down. a great choice. What? Hands down. What else? The other two are uh, Yoshi's Rolly World. Another 2D platformer. So stoked. And, and Yoshi's My Boy. So stoked. And then the, the third one is Zelda. Yeah. It's Zelda Wii U. Well, so you're thinking it's coming <sighs> out this year. That's interesting because I don't know many people who think... I, I haven't think heard of many happening. people that think it's coming out this year. They, You know, they pulled it off with Smash. True. They pulled it off with Smash. True. And they, don't, they, don't, they haven't announced anything else to fill that gap. And I think Nintendo's at a place, and I think they know they're at a place where um, they can't make those mistakes. And also, like today... Uh, IGN ran an interview with the producer from Majora's Mask whose name is evading me right, right. now. Uh, and he was talking about how Majora's Mask 3D has been in development since Ocarina of Time. And they were like, well, why did it take three years then? When you made it on the N64, it took one. And he was like, oh, well, I had to split my time between uh, Link Between Worlds, Zelda Wii U, and a third game. Or maybe he said Hyrule Warriors and a third game. But either way... That seems to imply that they've probably been working on Zelda Wii U since at least the Wind Waker HD. Interesting. They've, they've, Interesting. That the trailer we saw was—I mean, look at the Star Fox trailer we saw. They showed us this rudimentary building block, somebody playing it in the background. Yeah. There was a version of that for Zelda, but they wanted to come out of that guns blazing. I have a feeling they've been cooking that up for a while. Interesting. Well, that that excites me. I I do hope that we get a Zelda Wii U this year. That would be awesome. That would solidify the fact, like that would solidify me being happy that I bought a Wii U at Christmas, uh, 2014. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, my most anticipated, my first most anticipated game of 2015, kind of goes along with that theme of we don't know for sure we're getting it, but we think we're getting it, and that's Fallout 4. Oh man. Fallout 3, back in 08, 09, was, I, that was my senior year of high school, man. Like, I didn't do shit that year. Sorry, Mom and Dad, but I didn't. That Nobody did. senior year was so Fallout easy. Was all I did, all I did that entire year was go to school, go to work at GameStop, come home, play Fallout 3 with my buddy Zach until, like, 3 in the morning, and then go to sleep for three hours, and then get wake up and go back to school. But, dude... That is, that is and will forever be in my top 10 games of all time. Oh, yeah. And that's, oh, yeah. like, but Fallout 4 is just going to be so much more than that. Like, there, there's no doubt in my mind that they're at least going to announce it this year because, you know, Bethesda just announced that they're doing their first ever E3 event. Like, they're doing yeah. their own press conference. They're oh. not the type of company that, they're not the type of publisher slash developer that's just going to, do an E3 event to do 
an E3 event. Like, they've got a lot of shit to announce. And, like, think about what they've got in the works. They've got Fallout 4. Some of you probably don't even remember because it hasn't been talked about in forever, but they've got a Doom in the works. They've got Doom coming out. I guarantee they're going to announce Dishonored 2, and I bet that comes out this year, too. Another game that flew under the radar for a lot of people. That game was was awesome. Dishonored was great. It was tough, too. It It was a... it was a tough game, but I like that game a lot. But, dude, I have to believe that Fallout 4 is the reason they're doing this event. You don't do a huge event unless you've got a huge announcement. No, it's, like, yeah. And I just have this feeling that Fallout 3 came out in 2008. Right. Which means from Fallout 3, I know they did Fallout New Vegas, but from Fallout 3 to right now, they've probably had a core team at least somewhat working on the development of oh, Fallout 4. Had to. They're probably just That's waiting for almost another seven Fable years. Game to come That's out. almost <laughs> because my favorite thing that has ever happened is Fable 2 came out. I played it for a day, returned it and got Fallout 3. Yeah. Yeah. It's to some extent that game has probably been in development for almost 7 years now. Oh yeah. I I just have this feeling that they're going to come out at E3 and they're just going to do basically a mic drop and be like, "Yep, Fallout 4, here it is." Uh, it's going to beta in August, and it'll be released uh, November 11th alongside whatever the fuck Call of Duty or whatever the shit right. comes out because no one cares about those games because it's going to be Fallout 4, and it's going to be 120 right. hours worth of oh amazingness. Mic drop, goodbye. Could you imagine in the same year if we got Fallout 4 and a Zelda game? I don't know <laughs> how my girlfriend would ever be in a good mood because I'd not be paying attention to her be, and just anything? playing these games. But yeah, that's my most anticipated for sure. I just have this feeling that it is going to come out this year. It, obviously, things could change. Delays, knock on wood, don't won't happen, but they could happen. Uh, my other one is Uncharted 4. Oh, yeah. That's clearly coming out oh, this yeah. year. It's number two. It's a close second for me only because I'm a little nervous about it because, you know, Amidst their major development of this game, they had all those, like, they had some layoffs and also just a lot of, like, higher-ups leave. That yeah. game That game has clearly changed a lot. Now that, like, um, Neil Druckmann and, uh, like, The Last of Us guys have taken over that game, but they weren't part of it from day one of, like, development on Uncharted 4. So that game's clearly changed a lot. Like, you can see it from, like, early... Uh, developer videos that you saw to now, like even Nathan Drake looks considerably different. Yeah. He looks better, but he looks considerably different. Like it worries me that maybe it's not going to be as good as we're all hoping for the simple fact that there were clearly so many internal problems with Naughty Dog and we don't know anything about most of them, but there were clearly a lot of internal problems with the amount of people, the amount of higher ups of that company that left within the last 18 months. So I'm so excited. Uncharted is one of my favorite series of all time. I'm, I'm just, I'm a little worried about that game. I'm, it just makes me nervous when so many major players leave the, amidst the development right. of a title. It just it scares me a little bit. I have no doubt. It's it's at the end of the day it's still uncharted and it's still a naughty dog game. It's right. going to be awesome. I'm just worried that it's not going to it's not going to 
surpass Uncharted 2 for me. Right. Well, that's a challenge. Yeah, that's itself. a challenge for sure. <laughs> but Do you think this is the last one? No. They're, they're setting it up, this like final adventure nonsense? I don't think so. No. If it's, it might be the final adventure for Nathan Drake. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the final Uncharted adventure. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, I don't know. Do I have a number three? There's just, there's... I the just, Mario Kart I, DLC in May? <laughs> well, you know what, man? It's, it's, a a, it's an all-encompassing thing. I think I'm just excited to see what Nintendo does the rest of the yeah, year. Because that's true. they've got a lot of interesting titles that are on the horizon. And I'm just really, I'm really stoked about my Wii U. I'm really glad I bought it. And I'm going to be stoked as soon as I tra- track down a new 3DS XL. They're like, both Splatoon, so good. Splatoon oh, looks Splatoon. dope. I'm really excited to play <laughs> co-op on that. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World looks dope. I'm really excited Kirby. for Kirby on Friday. Zelda Wii U if we get it this year, which I hope. And I, as much as we bitch, I love Amiibos, dude. I, mean, I love great. Amiibos. And that's just it. It's the same thing we said last week. Like, the Wii U is still great. The 3DS is still great. Amiibos are great. It's just... It's frustrating that they're always so close to being this yep. the amazing company that you want it to be. They've just got to do a I little bit this better. This is what parents feel like when their son is as potential and yeah. goes to community college. They've <laughs> that's funny. They've just got to they've just got to work a little bit more on cut uh, on loyal like loyal consumer appreciation. Like I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but this lack of manufacture, this lack of stock thing. It's spitting in our faces because, and at this point you know, they know. I, yeah, at this they, point, they know the hype, they've, but they've got to know. But that's neither here nor there. We already passed. Our yeah, we already we already got through that. that. But, but yeah. yeah, dude, 2015 is gonna be awesome. It's, it's gonna, gonna it's great. gonna redeem a less than perfect 2014 as long yeah. as games aren't fucking broken. But uh, we're gonna see what happens. And uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if anyone heard that, but my TV mysteriously <laughs> unmuted, which was weird. Matt, what are you doing in the shadows? Yeah, what are you doing in the shadows, bro? Anyway, um, yeah, that's pretty much our show. Um, Blake, did you have any more? You, anything you wanted to wrap up with? No, I mean outside of just the usual stuff. Find us on Facebook. Yep. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Follow yeah, us please on Instagram. Do. Yeah, we got our first five star uh, review on iTunes, which was which dope. Is so I was super exciting. excited for that. Please All leave I us your honest feedback, but. Just don't give us one stars. That right. fu- we that know that that's not up. your honest feedback. Yeah, we know that that's you trying to pretend that we're not five stars. And to whoever gave gave us a one star on the fifty one yard line podcast, I will find you. Cool. And things will not end. Well. I I'm, I'm I'm joking, but no, seriously, give us your honest feedback. We really appreciate it. We want to get better and better. This is only our second yeah. episode of this, but we're already having so much fun doing it. I yeah, I already can't wait for for next week when we do when we yeah. do episode three. So definitely, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all yeah. Two it's all two split player screen. split screen. Um, well, no, Twitter is at two split it's screen. It's at two split screen, but our name is two player yeah, split screen. Exactly. So it's Twitter's weird, but it, that works out. Um, the only yeah, other it's, thing, it's fine. You guys are smart people. You'll figure it out. The only other thing um, that's coming out that we also have on everything else is our unpaid web series. Yes, that's that uh, Blake and I co-wrote together. Yep, we co-wrote. Uh, Drew from the fifty-one yard line is in it alongside yep. me. Uh, it's great, and hopefully that same crew will be cranking out some more stuff for that. So look Definitely. forward to everything else. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to plug while we're here. No, or just uh, yeah, just make sure uh, I'm working on the Six Pack Media website right now. Uh, it's not live yet, so don't worry about that. But I will let you know as soon as it does, and that'll just be like your 
your hub where you can easily find all our stuff and then i can stop spending five minutes in an episode yeah if you leave us a bad review yeah and i can stop right and i can stop spending five minutes at the end of every podcast explaining where to find us you can just go there and you'll find everything but for now do what blake says and you'll be good you'll find us have we talked about the horror podcast at all have we plugged that on anything oh yeah and uh matt kanapka uh, our boy who you heard from a little bit ago and our buddy Adam Schreiner started a all things horror themed podcast. They talk movies, video games. The body uh, of the guy who gave us that one star review. Right, right, right. They'll probably kill him at some point too. Uh, but yeah, they talk all things horror. It's fantastic. They We just put up the first episode of that last night and it's awesome they're gonna that's gonna be another once a week thing so look for that every week it's called killer podcast from outer space and it's it's great man you can find it on itunes just type that in if you can't spell that then you probably should be in school and not listening to us you can do both Meh. all right so <laughs> for my buddy matt kanapka for my co-host blake schultz what up and for the entire six-pack media crew I am Tyler Berry, and we're out.